Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. Sisters in Spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live lives of style, grace, and of course, much joy. Good evening, sis family, and welcome to the show. I'm Raisa here with my co-host Sky. Sky, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Raisa. I am wonderful. Thank you. Just really, really wonderful. <laughs> Great to hear that. How are you? I am doing exceedingly well, thank you. And as always, we've got great information to share here with a great guest tonight. Tonight, we are here to dispel yet another myth, and this time is the myth that raw means less, as in less flavor, less filling, less appealing, less free time. In fact, raw eating means more, more nutrition, more ability to digest your food, more vibrancy. So benefit from more raw, and we have our guest tonight, Raw Chef Jeff, with us who will tell us how to do that. He'll tell us how raw yields more, more health, and what it actually will give you less of is less of a health care bill. Raw Chef Jeff, welcome to the show well, thank you very much, and I am so glad to be on the show. I appreciate you young ladies inviting me. Thank you for being with us and sharing this vital information. Yes. Before we get started, I'll give you some background on Chef Jeff. What he is is a certified raw food chef. He's an author, a motivational speaker, a health minister, a nutritional consultant, and a caterer. So if you don't want to do it yourself, Raw Chef Jeff is available for you if you're in the Atlanta area. So Jeff Milligan, a.k.a. Raw Chef Jeff, had diabetes and high blood pressure over seven years ago, and his doctor told him that he'd have to take medicine for the rest of his life to combat those diseases. So after a few years of taking medicine on a daily basis, Raw Chef Jeff knew there had to be a better way. So he educated himself in the raw food discipline, and in just 25 days, his diabetes and high blood pressure were gone. He stated, traditional medicine does very little to cure people from diseases. The cure of diseases is in your food. So Raw Chef Jeff continued to get more education and became a certified raw food chef and has written a recipe book, on the raw food lifestyle and is currently in the process of writing yet another book pertaining to raw food. He travels around the world teaching people about the benefits of living a wholesome raw food lifestyle. And he has a meetup group entitled Atlanta Raw Food and Loving It. He also hosts a raw and organic living food buffet once a month. In addition, Raw Chef Jeff 
teaches classes on how to prepare and live the raw food lifestyle along with how to live disease-free. Currently, he's on a 30-day liquid detox. He was originally born and raised in Trenton, New Jersey. He's got an associate degree and a bachelor's degree from the University of Minnesota with a a major in management information systems and a minor in criminal justice and economics. So he's got a really diverse background. He's a husband of Cheryl Milligan and the father of three children, Jeff, Jada, and Joy Milligan. So, Jeff, tell us about how you embarked on the raw food lifestyle, and and then after that, I know there's a wealth of information you want to share with us. Okay. Some time ago, I was on a cruise, and there was a gentleman on the cruise speaking about herbal healing. And I was more interested not in the herbal healing. I was really more interested in losing weight because mm-hmm. I was I was I was obese and I wanted to lose weight. So I asked him, I said, This detox that you're talking about, this herbal detox, will it help me lose weight? And he said, yeah, sure, sure it will. Yeah, I just you do it. So the herbal detox was that you take 30 herbal capsules a day. Ooh. And in addition to that, you also uh, eat raw food. See, because it doesn't make sense for you to do a detox and you're just putting toxins right back in your body while you're trying to do the detox. Meaning that you're eating cooked food, which is full of toxins, while you're detoxing your body with herbal food meaning the herb. So Mm -hmm. uh, I was introduced to raw food some time ago by a friend of mine, and uh, that that was was something I already knew about. So I was like, okay, great. This is what I'm going to do. So I did the herbal detox for 25 days. So what happened after after the 25 days was that I had lost 25 pounds. But moreover than that, I had diabetes and high blood pressure. So I checked my diabetes. It was gone. I checked the blood pressure. It was normal. And so I was really amazed by that. And um, I said, you know, I was just got introduced to lose weight. But I found out that, you know, now that I'm healthy now, I don't have to buy any more medicine. I don't have to go get any more medicine. And I'm feeling fantastic. So that's how I got into the raw food. And I decided to stay with the food because I believed that it was the food that was doing the heal. And I found out that that's the truth. The food does the heal. And so that's how I ended up embarking on this raw food lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like anything that you do. If you are going to do something, the first thing that you think about is, well, I don't want to be eating salads and I just don't want to drink green smoothies all my life. I mean, I I need something that's going to taste good, uh, going to make me feel good. You know, because food is a part of our life and everything that we do. Food is is the center of it. You know, food is the center of everything. (laughs) Exactly. So food is the center of everything. So I, I started out doing research and getting recipe books and 
And then I went and got some training to become a certified raw food chef. And when I did that, it just took off from there because then I, I actually knew how to make all kinds of different dishes from lasagna to finished quiche to strawberry cheesecake, all raw and living and all organic. And okay. um, that's how I got started. So can you just give us a definition of what raw food is? And I know there are some different views out there, so would you please go over yeah. what raw food yeah, is? Yeah, okay. I'm I'm going to give you my definition of what raw food is. Raw food is fruits, vegetables, nuts, herbs, anything that is grown directly from the earth and also organic. I mean, it doesn't have to be organic, but... I call it, or I mean, I eat organic because Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense for you to get some good vegetables out of the garden and, um, well, not out the garden. Let me rephrase that. It doesn't make sense for you to get a salad and sit down and eat it and then spray pesticides all over the salad. That doesn't make sense. So organic food does not have pesticides on it. So I eat organic and raw food. So fruit, vegetables, and nuts and herbs is what I call raw food. Raw food also is not heated over 115 degrees because when you heat your food over 115 degrees, it kills the vitamins and the enzymes that's in the food. The, the real reason why you eat food is for the vitamins and enzymes. So it doesn't make sense again for you to kill those same vitamins and enzymes by heating the food up and you're actually eating dead food. Mm-hmm. And so that's my definition of uh, raw food. Okay, there's a little bit of feedback on your line. Just yes. some feedback on my line? Yes. Oh, let me see. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, so... So now you're eating raw. Are we good now? now? Oh, that's perfect. Thanks. Okay, great. Okay. So now you're eating raw. What's your immune system's response to eating raw? Oh, wow. Well, I told you about the diabetes and uh, the diabetes and high blood pressure. And, I mean, my mental clarity is... Is, is, is never been like this before. Uh, my mental clarity is just great. Uh, I just feel so alert all the time. Um, my energy level is through the roof. Uh, I feel so great. I feel good. Is I mean, it's, it's a feeling that you have to experience for yourself because you would never think that you could actually feel so good. And in addition to that, you then realize that you really have been eating wrong. Well, I'm not, I don't want to say wrong. I don't want to say wrong. Let me say that you have been eating differently. You haven't been you eating to you live. You've been eating differently to think. Exactly. Between eating to exactly. live and, and, and be vibrant than eating to enjoy food or eating for escape or, you know, not for the real purpose that you've been eating, which is to nourish your body, provide electrons, and which lead to vibrancy and all of that. And that brings up another uh, uh, situation, too, and that is you don't need to eat that much raw food 
because when you're eating raw food, you're getting all your vitamins and you're getting all your enzymes and everything and your nutrients in the food, so your body doesn't request that much food. As when you're eating cooked food, then you're eating dead, empty calories, so you eat a whole lot of it. But with raw food, you don't have to eat that much at all. That makes sense. Is there a particular way that you combine raw foods? Well, you can combine them basically any way you want to because there are there are so many different. And this is what I found out when I when I went to become a certified chef, and they were talking about food combining and things like that. Well. Basically, with raw foods, is wide open. You can combine anything that you really want to do. Now, some people will tell you, and, and there's a lot of different um, studies in the raw food area where some people say, well, okay, you, you should just only juice or blend vegetables. It don't combine fruit and vegetables. But there's there's nothing wrong with combining fruit and vegetables. I do some green smoothies that have kale in it. It has coconut water in it. That's basically a fruit. The kale is a vegetable. The collard green leaf I put in there is a vegetable. And I will also put cucumber in there, too. So I will blend up something like that. And, and if I want to, I will also add a banana in there. And it tastes fine, and there's nothing to happen. So that's just from different schools of thought uh, about the different food combining. So you can really combine anything that you want um, with raw food. Okay. So how would I get my protein if I'm a raw foodist? What do you mean? Like, what? Because what's um, the source of protein to, so that I make sure that I have adequate protein in my system? You know, a lot of times we'll <laughs> we'll be vegan and then not get proper nourishment because we don't know how to replace necessary nutrients with other sources. So how do I get my protein? Yeah, Raisa, I I, I have to tell you this. <laughs> See, we've been bamboozled and hoodwinked into believing that the only way that we get protein is from animal food. And that's the biggest myth out there, period. Kale, collard greens, the green leafy vegetables have more protein in them than meat does. And if you don't believe me, Google it. Google it and look it up. It has more protein and green leafy vegetables than meat. So, really what you should have asked the question was <laughs> that where I've been eating green leafy vegetables all along, but people tell me that I'm, that I'm not getting any protein from them. Well, that's a big lie. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you straight out. That's it. You get more protein out of green leafy vegetables than you do out of meat. Okay. And are there certain green leafies or certain raw foods that are kind of like raw superfoods? Like I can oh, of course. Hang from kale my book. is one of them. Yeah, kale? kale is one of them. Yeah, kale is like a green superfood. It has so much of everything in it, uh, kale. And then also uh, moringa. Mm-hmm. Uh, moringa is a uh, a tree 
that comes from over in Africa, well, originated over in Africa. In in moringa, I mean, the dehydrated leaves, just a moringa in the powder, it, it gives you like four times the potassium of bananas, uh, fourteen times the calcium of milk, nine times the iron of spinach, and two times the protein of yogurt, and four times the fiber of oats. Okay. So, I mean. I mean, you don't get any super than that. <laughs> and you you mentioned earlier about um, some things you can eat um, organic. It's better to eat organic. And I saw on your website you have a dirty dozen and a clean fifteen. Would you tell the audience more about that, please? Ooh, <laughs> dirty dozen, a clean fifteen. Okay. If you're going to eat raw food, you have to be aware of the pesticides and everything. That's why I said that you should eat organic whenever possible, eat organic. However, if you cannot get all your fruit and vegetables organic or if you are on a budget, then there are certain foods that you need to buy organic regardless because they hold the most pesticides, and that's why we call them the dirty dozen. Uh, the list kind of changes, but they they it changes, but it sort of stays the same. Maybe one list, like one fruit or vegetable may fall off the dirty dozen list. It might be number 13, and then the next year it's back on. But, I will tell you uh, from just some of the foods from memory, the berry family, strawberry, raspberries, blueberries, those need to be bought organic. All of these need to be bought organic whenever possible. Uh, The berry family, peaches, um, corn, peaches, corn, berries, kale, Celery. Yeah. I saw lettuce, celery. On. Yeah. I saw lettuce on there. Yeah, okay. Lettuce and celery. I can't remember all all mm-hmm. all of the uh dirty dozens, but you can also look that up too and it will give you all of oh, apples, pears, those too. So all of those foods should be bought organic whenever possible. Um, the, the foods that don't need to be bought organic, and if you're on a budget, you don't need to buy these organic. Avocados, watermelon, pineapple, uh, avocados, watermelon, pineapple, broccoli, and um, there's some banana, more of them. Those are the ones I can think of. Oh, yeah, banana. Banana. Yeah. What else? <laughs> yeah, banana, kiwi, yeah. Those those particular fruit and vegetables, you don't have to buy organic if you're on a budget. What about but I oranges? I always recommend that you buy everything organic. I'm sorry, say that again? What about oranges? Oranges? Mm-hmm. Oranges is on the clean list. Okay. And and, and it, it sounds like it's uh, fruit and vegetables that have, like, thicker skins. Mm-hmm. Yes, most mostly, mostly the fruit and vegetable. Uh, you're absolutely right, except for the broccoli. Yeah, I didn't understand broccoli. 
Yeah, except for the broccoli. And so that 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 one I didn't there. That one I didn't understand myself. But yeah, except for the broccoli. And and also, um, is is most of the foods that are like closer to the ground too. And apples are a mass consumption, so that they do a lot to tamper with those. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And talking about tampering, that brings up something else. We we should not be eating genetically modified food. We really should be eating food that either comes from local farmers or food that is, you know, 100% organic. Because organic food is not cannot be genetically modified. That's the definition, basically, of the organic food. It cannot be genetically modified. Right now, there are a lot of people out there eating genetically modified food and have no idea. Because all your food should come with seeds in it. All your fruit should have seeds in it. Mm-hmm. If your fruit doesn't have seeds in it, then it's been genetically modified. Seedless watermelon is genetically modified watermelon. Seedless grapes are genetically modified grapes. So I was in the farmer's market the other day. I saw organic seedless watermelon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it said, organic seedless watermelon. And, and, you, and, and, you know, there's a difference in the produce and everything when it is genetically modified. And some of them you could tell, like a watermelon, the genetically modified watermelons are round like basketballs. But the ones that are not genetically modified and they also have seeds in them are oval shaped, like, like they know or like we've always known them to be all our life. Mm-hmm. Well, I I did grow some organic watermelon that was round, so and it was heirloom. So I guess it depends on the type of watermelon. Yeah, yeah it depends on them seeds too. Yeah. And that's a oh, that's a whole other story. The seeds. Yeah, um, I don't want to get in that. That's going to be a little too political. But I will say this. You know, there's corporations out there that are actually trying to buy up the organic seeds so that we will actually use their seeds that is supposed to be re- supposed to be uh, resistant to pesticides. Right. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic for another night. But it's it's this food thing is getting very, very deep and um and it's all about the money. It's all about the money. And then you go to the pharmaceutical companies because the right. pharmaceutical companies do not want you to eat whole living foods. They want you to eat dead food so that you can stay sick and they can continue to give you that medicine that doesn't cure you at all now. It doesn't cure you. It, it, you just have to stay on that medicine for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the doctor told me I was going to have to stay, I was going to have to be on that medicine, the diabetes medicine and the high blood pressure medicine for the rest of my life. And I, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand why I had eaten chicken and fish for 20 years and I still end up getting diabetes and high blood pressure. I thought chicken and fish was supposed to have been good for me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I had no idea that I was supposed to really be eating whole foods. And so uh, it's a whole big game, basically, you know, with this pharmaceutical drugs and everything. So I, I go and I eat whole foods, whole produce, organic, whole food produce, and my diabetes is gone, is healed, and the high blood pressure is healed. Mm-hmm. So we got people dying that the, the number one killer in America today is heart disease. Right. Clogged arteries. Clogged arteries. And the only way you can get clogged arteries is from animal products. So why won't people stop eating animal products? Why won't people stop eating the, the dead meat or whatever that's giving them all of these diseases that they have? Well, I think uh, one of the the situations that people run into is that, one, lack of knowledge. And so that's why, you know, we are doing shows and so many other, you do what you do, and so many other people are now trying to uh, spread the word. And I think people are becoming more conscious of it because um, uh, orthodox medicine is now prescribing so many pills to people. It's so expensive. And people are really literally getting tired of taking pills. So they can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, they can't afford it, and they're just tired of popping all those pills. So you have uh, people coming to uh, natural foods and organic foods as a, a last resort or another resort, and then you have people that have full faith in their physicians, and the physicians are not telling them anything different, most of them, unless you go to a naturopath or, you know, somebody that's trying to integrate the medicine and trying to, uh, you know, use alternative um, processes and medicines and things like that that might tell you, okay, let's explore the diet first, you know, give you an opportunity. But I ran into a physician once that was telling a woman that she had to take um, high blood pressure pills. And I asked him, I said, why did you tell her that she was going to be on it for the rest of her life? And he said that, and I said, why is it that, um, yeah, and I, that's, that's the question I asked, because I knew that in some cases, you know, you could address it through diet and lifestyle. So he said, because most people are not going to do that. Most that's people are true. not most going to won't. stick to a regimen or stick to a lifestyle. So they just prescribe the medicine to them. They don't even offer them the alternative. And, of course, I'm thinking, you know, he's he's saying African-Americans may not do that because, you know, it's, it's a disparity, disparity in health care and, and how they offer health care. That's a known fact. So that might be, you know, one of the reasons why people don't do it because, one, lack of knowledge, two, because of their um, loyalty and their trust in the physician who's not, you know, giving them those alternatives. So, you know, those are things that people need to think of, and especially people that are dealing with older parents and older relatives. If they are, like, more or less uh, in charge of their health care, they need to be conscious of that when these people are just doling out prescription drugs. You know, you really have to be an advocate and and do your research and, and stress, you know, what about this lifestyle? What about this lifestyle change? What about, you know, diet and things like that? So if I want to get started on a raw diet, um, how do I do it? Now, let's say I'm a college student. I don't have a lot of money. There's lots of scenarios. I'm an elderly person. You know, I I can't often get out to, to get all the fresh ingredients that I need. You know, how, do we, how, do, how does one go about starting a program of eating to live? 
Well, what I would suggest is that uh, you just start buying more uh, fruit and vegetables and you start buying from either local farmers, which we have several, and, and everybody in every community, but I'll speak about here that um, we have several uh, local farmer markets that come to local farmers that come to different places um, every week, and they bring their uh, produce and, and you know the produce and everything to the different places around Atlanta every week, like on Saturday, some on Wednesday, some on Thursday, and um, matter of fact, some of those. Uh, actual farmers, they actually have something where is that if you are low income and you get food stamps, you actually get double for your money. So if so if you had a hundred dollars worth of food stamps, you could buy two hundred dollars worth of food from the farmers. So so that's good for the low income people there. So buy from your local farmers, get some fruit and vegetables. And then just start eating some fruit and vegetables. Start making some different type of salads you could start off with, um, or you can purchase my book. <laughs> and then you know, and, and then uh, you know, make up some different type of uh, dishes and everything that's out of fruit and vegetables, and and that tastes good. Uh, another way to start is to start by doing smoothies. You know, everybody likes to drink smoothies. So start by doing some, some smoothies, some fruit smoothies you can start off with. Um, uh, just not too long ago, I had a pineapple, uh, fresh pineapple, fresh mango, and um, fresh coconut meat from that I got out of the young coconut. And I put that in the blender with some filtered water. And um, and I blended up, and it was very good, very delicious. And so uh, you can start with fruit smoothies and um, to make sure that you get your protein in. Um, in the morning, what I suggest is that you do some green smoothies, you know, with some kale, some collard greens, some chard, uh, cucumber. And I always use coconut water in my um, smoothies mm -hmm. uh, because the coconut water will give it a, a better flavor than just having all those bitter greens in there. It gives it a much better flavor and everything. And add a half of an avocado in there because if you don't add a half of an avocado, then it will fizz up um, and it has like a, a real big, you know, like when they drink beer and they got that big fizz at the top, that's the same thing it will do in the uh, in the blender if you don't add avocado. Avocado will smooth it out and make it more like a smoothie. Mm -hmm. So yours is a family of five. How does your family take to the raw food diet? Ooh, it's like pulling teeth, <laughs> but, but um, my my youngest daughter, my youngest daughter is six years old. Joy, she has never eaten. She has never eaten meat. Period. Even though when she was born, that we were eating meat. We had decided that she was never going to eat meat, so she has never eaten meat, and she loves the raw food. She loves it. My 11-year-old, um, it's a little different story there. My 11-year-old, is she grew up eating meat, but now she doesn't eat as much meat. She still eats some chicken 
Uh, however, the rest of it, she eats a lot of vegetables. And so it's not all raw yet, but she is coming around and everything. Matter of fact, I heard today that she debated um, in our class today about about food, about raw food, basically. She debated in class, and so my wife said she was very, very pleased with that. Mm-hmm. And my uh, 17-year-old son, he eats raw, and he eats uh, cooked food, too. So he eats raw and cooked food. He he just likes them both. But um, I, I believe that, that what is happening with, with, with all the kids um, especially the 11 and 17 year old, is that they are hearing more and more about people getting sick from this food, and so they're leaning more and more and starting to ask me more and more to fix raw food now for them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it's still a struggle. It's a struggle within my own household. So, so would you yeah, say that 100% raw is a nice to have and just? Putting more raw food in your diet is going to be beneficial? Question mark at the end of yeah. that. <laughs> I was, yeah. I, see, I'm, well, some people call me extreme. I don't think I'm extreme, but I think that you really need to be 100% raw because I know that 100% raw will help heal your body and it and it will boost your immune system so that you won't get sick. But if you can't go 100% raw, then my wife's favorite word is moderation. <laughs> moderation. So I guess you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I basically, when I did my detox and I was going raw, after the detox, I stayed raw. I didn't go back. To mm-hmm. eat any cooked food at all, and you know, um, I was really so afraid of that 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 high blood pressure because that silent killer, you know, that blood pressure doesn't give you any warnings or anything before you get a stroke or anything like that. So I decided to stay with what was healing me, and and then I then after a while, all the other benefits came out. So. If you if you just think that you can't go 100% raw, then do some raw. Start off with some raw. I would suggest this. Eat raw before you eat cooked food. Mm-hmm. So, so eat a salad before you eat your lunch or dinner. In the morning, eat smoothie. I mean, well, it's not eat, but drink a smoothie before you decide to make your pancakes or something like that. See, because once you eat something raw, and then it will already do something to your blood sugar and, and, and your blood, and it will help you make more better decisions on what you're going to eat. I wouldn't say just go out. Because like, if you're hungry and you're thinking about and you're eating cooked food and you're thinking about, well, I need to go to McDonald's and get this Big Mac or I need to go to KFC and get this five-piece or what have you like that, I mean, that's fine. But if you eat something raw, a banana, an apple, a salad, something yeah. like that before you go, then um, that will help you. I've noticed that. Would you tell us more about um, your website, other information about your business and events that you have coming up in the near future? Uh, yes. Uh, I have a raw food buffet 
which I do every month. And the reason why I do the buffet is because a lot of people think that raw food is just some bland salad stuff that, you know, you're just making a whole lot of different salads or something like that. So I do that buffet so people can uh, come by and, and taste about eight to ten different items, and we always have at least two desserts. And so and, and I get the same response every time. The people say, oh, I didn't know that raw food could taste so good. And so they're interested in that. So uh, the buffet is on June the 16th, and you can go to my website, uh, jefftherawfoodchef.com, and sign up for the buffet uh, at there. Also, what I included in the buffet was, you know, people want to learn how to prepare raw food. So, I decided that I would also include, like, two recipes at the buffet that the attendees could actually prepare themselves while we're there so they could see how it's prepared and everything. So I started doing that, too. But in addition to that, I also have raw food classes, too, uh, preparation classes to show people how to prepare the raw food, because a lot of people do not know how to prepare raw food. Like I said, I brought a lot of recipe books and things like that, and I was able to do some recipes, but there's certain kitchen magic, if you will, that that you need to learn about that you just don't know, and and you you just have to see somebody do it, basically. Uh, So um, that's also on my website. I also go out to different events and everything and do, you know, seminars. Uh, I do consultation with people. And the first thing I tell everybody is that I am not a doctor. Um, I'm I'm just a person who, who understands what you need to eat in order to get well. And so I've helped uh, several people just, you know, get off of blood pressure medicine, diabetes medicine, just get well, period. And um, the majority of them didn't go 100% raw. They um, they they ate at least, I would say, 60 to 70% raw, something like that. But they were just happy to get off their blood pressure medicine and um, the diabetes medicine and, and all of that stuff. So, um that's on my website also. You can request me and um and then you give me some information about where you want me to be and what you want me to do and you know, if you want me to cater an event or something like that. All of that is on my website at uh Jeff the Raw Food Chef um dot com. Okay. So what would I need to have in my kitchen to serve as the basis of a raw food diet? What are the staples? That's a good question right there. That's a very good question. There are two items that you that I think are very essential. Even if you are on a budget, you need these two items. One is a high-speed blender, not one of those old, you know, Hamilton Beach blenders, you know, <laughs> from long ago. That everybody used to have. I mean, like a high-speed blender. There are several high-speed blenders out there. Um, Montel Williams Health Master, the Ninja. But one of the best blenders you can get is a Vitamix. Mm-hmm. And um, the Vitamix is very, very good. Yeah, it's very good. So a um, blender. High-speed blender, because a high-speed blender, not only, like the Vitamix, I have a Vitamix. 
The Vitamix not only makes smoothies and things like that, it also makes soup, too. And not only can it make soup, but it can go to the other extreme and make ice cream. Hmm. So you can do all of that in your blender, all of that. So the blender, high-speed blender, and the food processor. You need a food processor. And a food processor, really, you can get a food processor for about $40, $50, something like that. And what the food processor basically does, it helps you make, first of all, it helps chop up a lot of your fruit and vegetables. You can chop it up in the food processor. That's the first thing. Second thing is that you can make all kind of, like, nut meats and things out of there. And nut meat is basically... Oh, that's something else I didn't say. When you're eating, like the nuts, your nuts need to be raw, meaning that they don't need to be salted, roasted, or blanched, any of that. It just needs to be straight, raw nuts, organic or raw nuts if you can get them, mm-hmm. but straight, raw nuts. And then you need to uh, soak your nuts before you use them because when you soak your nuts, it brings a lot of the enzymes and everything in the nuts. Mm. So if I'm because just snacking on nuts, if it's just ahead, a sorry. snack, I should soak them before I snack on them as well? Yes, if you want them to be alive. Okay. If you want them to bring the enzymes and stuff alive, yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah, you soak yeah, you soak the nuts. Mm-hmm. And um, and when you soak them, it, it does two things. One, it, it brings it alive because you know nuts like seeds. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you actually plant the nut and water it, it will grow. So that's why we we have like sunflower sprouts. Because mm-hmm. sunflower sprouts they're seeds and it's alive and that makes it a live food. When you do that, you can sprout uh, certain nuts, and, and they're live foods, and, and that's what we were meant to eat anyway. We were meant to eat live food. We weren't meant to eat dead food. It's in Genesis uh, 1 and 29, basically, talking about, God is talking about how he gave us the seed and for us to plant the seed, and from this will be our produce for our food to eat. And so that's the way we were meant to eat in the very beginning, just straight from uh, the fruit that was the, the produce that was basically a planet. But, but another thing that when you soak the nuts is that it gives it a consistency. See, because once you soak nuts and you put it in the food processor, and then it gives it this consistency that you can make burgers out of it. I make this one thing called spare ribs. I make spare ribs, basically. I shape it as a, a, a rib and everything. Then I make my own barbecue sauce and everything to put on it. And it's all natural, all organic, and all raw. Hmm. Raw barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, I learned with now. the barbecue sauce, everything. Burgers, I make the burgers. I make spare ribs. I make um, cookies. I mean, everything. Now, to make those burgers, to make those spirits, to make them cookies, you need one other thing. It's called a dehydrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember earlier I said that we do not uh, heat food over 115 degrees. Well, the dehydrator is the tool that you use to heat your food, if you will. And I keep mine set on 95 degrees. I don't even go up to 100 or anything like that because, you know, even though, the dehydrate I have is called an Excalibur, and it does not fluctuate. 
and heat, basically. And what the dehydrator does is a, it's a box with trays in it, and it blows hot air. That's what it does. It blows hot air. And so if you, as long as you keep it under 115 degrees, then your vitamins and enzymes are still intact in whatever that you put in into your food. And so if you say you over-purchased a lot of stuff, so you purchase too many bananas, you can't eat them all, you're going to use them all or something like that, well, you can actually slice the bananas up and put them in the dehydrator and, and just dehydrate the bananas, and, and then you can eat them later as chips. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Another We've got thing to call it with a that's pretty good is kale chips. Hello? I'm to with the question. I'm going to bring them on. Caller, I will oh, okay. call the last four digits of your phone number, and you can ask your question. 5018, you are oh, on yes, the line. Thank you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, clearly. Yeah. Okay, good. My name is Pauline, and I'm from the Philadelphia area, and I'm calling because I would like to gain weight. Um, I really am ready to go on the raw diet. Um, I think I'm, I might need to fast for just a couple of days to kind of like cleanse my system and start eating raw. I don't want to lose weight. I'm already a little person. My bone structure is little, and I'm a little person naturally. And But I have met people that have uh, started eating raw food, and they added kale and avocado, and they have gained really good weight. So people can gain weight on this diet. However, I'd like to get your input, you know, about that. Okay. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's one of the reasons <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I'm on a thirty day liquid detox right now. Is because um I noticed the same thing that I, I started gaining weight and I didn't really want to gain weight. And um if you eat Fatty type foods, avocado. There's good fat now. There's mm-hmm. good fat. However, it's still fatty type food that will put weight on you. Avocado is one of them. The nuts are another one. And so uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, dishes that that I was preparing that had nuts in them. And I mean, and the food just tastes so delicious. I just eat, eat, and eat. And so you know, I, I end up basically gaining um, a little bit of weight. So if you want to gain weight, first you said detox, that is fine. You could do like a liquid detox or, or you could do a herbal okay. detox with the capitals if you okay. want to. Okay. But but um, but but then after that, I would eat, you know, uh, avocados and I would eat more nut-based uh, meals and stuff that you can make. You can make all kinds of stuff out of that, like mock chicken salad, uh, mock salmon. Um, you can make the nut meat noy rolls and stuffed avocados, all kinds of different things that taste very good and also will help you to gain a little bit of weight. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your question. Okay, Jeff. Any information that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with us tonight? Uh, Well, no, I think that one of the main things I wanted to get out, I think I really touched on, and that was about the seedless um, produce and things that are genetically modified, um, really 
you just need to eat more leafy greens because leafy greens have a lot of chlorophyll in it, spirulina, um, protein, vitamin K, vitamin C, all of that stuff that our bodies really need. And so um, I would just suggest that you eat more uh, um, green leafy vegetables. And if you don't have the time or whatever to really try to prepare it or you don't like eating salads or whatever, then go ahead and just drink them like I do. You just drink your, you know, do the smoothie, put you a teaspoon or two of moringa powder in there, and that moringa powder will help you really, really get to where you're trying to go. And so um, that's what I suggest if, if, if you are, uh, uh, need to know where to start or whatever. Again, um, I have a book on my website that gives you just that. It talks about uh, what you need to have in your kitchen, um, how you how you get started. It even tells you about um, how to how to find out what is the difference between organic and conventional food, meaning that in the grocery store, when you go in the grocery store, conventional, anything that's conventionally grown starts with a four, and it's four digits. Anything that's organically grown starts with a nine, and it's five digits. And I'm talking about the PLU number, they call it, that's on that little sticker that's on all your fruit and produce and things. Um so that's how you can tell what is organic and what is conventional. And, um, again, like I said, I got a, a book on my website that teaches you got some recipes in there to get you help you get started and everything to get moving. And um, I'm coming out with another book um, really at the end of this 30-day detox that I'm doing. I'm coming out with a smoothie book which is going to have over 50 different smoothies and everything because on this detox that I'm doing, I'm having so much fun. This is day 17. I have lost 18 pounds uh, during these seven days, and um, everything is just great. I'm just feeling great. Uh, I got energy, and I'm making it fun. I'm not doing juicing. That's one thing I touch on. When you juice fruit and vegetables, all that pulp is the fiber that your body really needs. So it's not good to basically juice. It's good to blend because if you blend, then you still drink all the fiber and everything that is in the particular uh, uh, vegetable that you're doing. When you juice, you're just throwing away fiber. Right. That's something that I um, have a problem with, and I'm trying to um, kind of get into um, now. I don't have a problem with the fiber from fruit smoothies, but from veggie juice, I just like the plain juice, but I know the fiber is important, so I'm trying to start incorporating more of the fiber in my vegetable juice. Great, great. And um, like I said, use coconut water. I do. Yeah, coconut and I water gives you, it a different taste. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do use coconut water um, in my um, in my smoothies, and um, I, I like it a, a lot better than putting like soy milk or almond milk or something like that in it. Oh, girl, you just said something that just <laughs> soy. Oh, 
ahead. Yeah, I didn't talk. I didn't touch on soy. Ninety percent of the soy in America is processed. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not really good for you. Soy products and soy milk is not is not good for you. I don't eat any soy. I don't eat any tofu mm-hmm. um, or any soy at all. Um, I make I make my own milk and and I make almond milk. Basically, but I also make Brazil milk too. But I, I just like almond milk because almond milk is a little cheaper too than Brazil nuts. But but um, but I make almond milk all the time, and and just an easy recipe for almond milk: two cups of almonds, two cups of raw almonds, six cups of water. That's it. Just blend it up all together, and then get you like a nut milk bag. And um, and just pour it and strain it through the nut milk bag, and then the pulp that's left over, you can basically freeze that, put it in the freezer, and then later on you can make pizza crust out of it, or biscuits, or uh, crackers, or anything like that. You can make out of that pulp and stuff later. Oh, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely try it because I've been going back and forth with the almond milk. And what I see in the store, I don't think that that's pure almond milk. I don't know what they're mixing it with, but I don't think it's pure yeah. almond milk. Yeah, I, I, I don't I hardly buy anything out the store that's mm-hmm. in a box or a bottle or a can or anything like that. I stay on that one side of the store. Just like if I go into like a um, regular grocery store, I stay on the one side where the produce at. That's mm-hmm. it. I don't even go down the middle aisles at all. I just stay right on that one side where the produce at. And it's, it's still kind of a change for me. I mean, it's it's, it's it's a different change for me, but um, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the, the, the different, you know, dishes that I make and, and everything like that because, you know, the dishes that I make are the same things that I used to eat before, like mm-hmm. tomato soup, uh, carrot soup, uh, apple, wool, apple water salad, um, coconut cake. My chocolate cake. I, I make all of that stuff raw. The strawberry cheesecake that everybody just loves. <laughs> I just I make all of that stuff raw. So it's all raw, all organic, and all good and healthy for you. I think one of the key things you said earlier for people that are trying to transition into a more of a raw diet is to make sure that they have recipes because you do get tired of salads. So to get good <laughs> recipes with spices and, you know, good-tasting raw food so that you'll be more inclined to eat it and to stay with it as opposed to, you know, eating bland stuff that you're going to get tired of. You're absolutely correct on that, and um, that is something that I need to touch on. I used to cook before I went raw, and I used to love to cook. But I used the same type of spices like garlic, lemon, pepper, salt, uh, well, lemon, pepper, salt, the season, all stuff like that. Now I use fresh uh, spices. I use sage. I use thyme. I use um, uh, the garlic, the fresh garlic, uh, cumin, uh, turmeric, all of that stuff. I use fresh, and I put it in fresh you know, the leaves and stuff, and, and mix it up. And, I mean, it smells delicious, but it tastes good, too. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. 
Audience, you've been listening to Ross Chef Jeff, and we've been talking about why raw is more. Jeff, would you give us your contact info one more time, and then we're going yes. to, to close out the show. Okay, fine. I can be reached at Jeff, the raw food chef, at gmail.com. That's my email. And then Jeff, the raw food chef, dot com, which is my website. And uh, either one of those ways you can reach me, and I think on my website, uh, also my phone number is out there, but I can give you my phone number too, is uh, 404-461-9944. That's 404-461-9944. So, again, I'm available for catering. I'm available for um raw preparation classes, um, consulting, you know, just give me a call or shoot me an email. I'd be more than glad to help you guys out. I'm in the process right now of um, actually being looked at for a couple of TV shows. So maybe I might be out there. Y'all can see me sooner than you think. Okay, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it is about time for us to really get some raw food people out there to um, actually uh, for us to look at on TV and stuff instead of, you know, McDonald commercials and all of that. Or foods that make you sick because they're so full of fat and other ingredients that are not the most healthy. So we usually close the show out with a quote, Jeff, if you have one. Uh, a quote would be on the topic of raw food, health, healing, whatever you have. It could be one of your own or one from someone else. Okay, well, i got a couple of quotes. <laughs> the one is a general quote, but, but this, is, this is on top of, of the raw food, I would just say this. If it grows out of the ground, whether it be organic or not, if it grows out of the ground, it's still more healthy for you to eat if it grows out of the ground. And my other topic, I mean, my other quote is this. If your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then you can achieve it. If you fail, you only fail because you gave up. So never give up and you'll never fail. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Guy, do you have one? I want to make sure we... Still have a minute to talk about cis events as well. Okay. Uh, Let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food by Hippocrates. Our favorite. And another from me, from Socrates, the rest of the world lives to eat while I eat to live. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about upcoming cis events? Sure. Uh, We're really excited that on um, June 16th, which is next Saturday, here in Washington, D.C., we're going to be hosting the Business Women's Networking event. And it's an opportunity for women to come out and learn how to uh, better use their finances to achieve their business goals, to learn how to um, eat to improve their energy and brain power. We will actually have a local raw chef here, uh, Chef Kepra Anu, and our financial speaker will be Jennifer Streaks. And we're also going to be learning how to uh, pamper ourselves and um, with reflexology sessions. So we invite everybody here in the area 
to come on out to register and come out and join us, you can visit our website at www.sisters with an S dash I N dash spirit dot net to get more information about the upcoming event. And we will have an event in Atlanta. We're going to ask you to stay tuned for additional information regarding that. And um, what else we have in November? We want you to save the date for November 3rd where we will have our annual symposium. And it's going to be on finances as well because this is a time when economics is on everybody's mind. And we will send you additional information regarding that. Okay, thank you. And thank you all for joining the show tonight. Special thanks to Roar Chef Jeff. Indeed. Thank you, guys. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, and I'm going to be calling you about that Atlanta event as well. (laughs) Okay, wonderful. I'm here. All right, good night, all. Good night. Good night. For the next show. You've been listening to This Internet Radio. Until the next time, enjoy the fluid flow of life by remembering to infuse harmony into your everyday living.